0: Hey, good morning, Drive Time. Welcome back. Uh, once again, I'm David Drum, and today we're actually going to do something a little different. Uh, those of you who have been following Drive Time for a little while know that every once in a while, I just like coming on. I, I have something on my heart that I want to share with you guys. So we don't have a guest today. Uh, you just get me. So, um, for those of you who are around Cape Men and attend uh, the Thursday night Bible study, th- some of this is going to sound familiar. Uh, but it, this comes from uh, something that we talked about at our group a couple of weeks ago, that it's still just rattling around in my heart. And I'm, I'm still having some, some conversations about it. Um, so uh, while I, I don't nor I, I usually talk topics on here uh, or, you know, things that we're struggling with or facing, I, I don't spend a lot of time just drilling down into scripture because uh, I know that not all the guys that watch this, are are fully Christian or Christians at all. Uh, and I love that. But I do want to talk about something uh, that comes out of a verse in uh Colossians and how it really tr- needs to translate in our lives uh, on on the day to day and week to week. So in Colossians chapter two, Paul is, is basically talking to a group of Christians that he's never actually met personally. And he's talking about how he's got this this drive um, uh, to to build up and encourage this this young church that he himself has not planted, he, that he himself has not really experienced, but he's hearing reports about them. Um, and in chapter two, he's talking about it, he's like that. It, kind of why he is, uh, doing what he's doing. And he says that his goal is, is that he wants them to be encouraged in heart and united in love. And that's, that's what I want to talk about today. Um, encouraged in heart and united in love. Um, and I know as guys, we, we, we don't, you know, talk a lot about, oh you know, love and that's hard, but, and. And a lot of us know that the word love, it comes from several different words in the Bible, um, you know, and in the English language, we kind of dumb it down uh, because, you know, I, I love tacos and I love my kids and I love my wife, but the, those meanings are different. And and we may get that contextually uh, from our conversations, But but when the Bible was written, there were actually different words. So united in love that that version of love talked about a fraternal love, like a brotherhood love. Um, So you can think like a body of Christians uh, that we would love each other and united in love. Um, Now, when we when we talk about unity, um, I think it's important to really understand what the word means, because unity doesn't mean we agree and think the same. Uh, There is a oneness of mind that the Bible talks about, but united the, the words that are actually used in the Bible. Um, it's, it's more of a phrase that we translate to unity. Um, it, it means to, that we're, we're brought together as a unit, uh, knit together in affection together in one mind. And and I like that, that phrase of knit together in affection, because, you know, it kind of conjures up an image of my grandmother, uh, and her knitting needles, taking one or two rolls of yarn and turning it into a blanket. So she takes something, you know, the, a string and turns it into something useful, something warm, something comforting. And if we were to Uh, unravel that we're, we're left with something less than what it was when it was together. Um, I read, uh, a a description of unity recently, and I want to read it to you guys. It says, uh, unity is the totality of that, which is diverse and varied. It is the, a oneness, which does not obliterate what is distinctive about its members. I love that it it points to this idea of it's diverse, it is varied, and it doesn't obliterate the uniqueness. But here we are, um after a year and a half, going on two years of of a lot of struggles in not just the United States, but, but even worldwide, we've seen it with COVID Uh, here in the U S there, there's been a a lot of political division. There's been a lot of uh, racial tension. Um, But here in the, in the church, in this brotherhood, we should be united. Now think to yourself for a minute, have you lost a friend or a friendship in the past year and a half or so over politics, the disease, race. And I would go one step further and ask the question of that friendship. Were you both Christians? If you've lost a friendship with another believer over one of these issues, now, we can't control what other people do. We can only control what we do. We can only control our reaction to things. But here's where unity comes into it. Guys, if, if we are so passionate about something that we're going to step over, around, or past our faith in Christ to tout our political parties stance to tout our medical views or to really focus on on our perception of a racial incident because we're missing the point we can have differing views we can have differing perspectives on any one of those things but all of those things should be secondary to our faith in Christ. If a political ideology, and and I use that word ideology on purpose because the root word is idol. If a political ideology is getting in the way of Christian brotherhood, then we've allowed something else to be elevated above what we claim as the authority over our life. Now I'm not suggesting that your political views aren't important. You should be passionate. God put passion in your heart. You should be passionate. So while I would encourage all of us to go out and, and have a voice and to vote and to stand up for the things that you believe in, in the midst of that, you need to, Focus on your confidence in Christ that regardless of how an election turns out, regardless of who gets sick and who doesn't, regardless of what evil is going on in the world, that we would still hold firm to the faith, hope, and confidence in a Savior whose blood ran for all of us. Guys, that's unity in the body. in spite of our differences that we have the one similarity that binds us all together. There's no red churches, blue churches, white churches or black churches. There's just Jesus's church. And we can all come together under that because as this definition said, it's the totality of what is diverse and varied And it's a oneness that does not obliterate what's distinctive about its members. So guys, here's the the takeaway this week. Here's the the challenge for you first that you would evaluate that you would pray for, for a little bit of clarity from the spirit that, that you could see those areas of your life where you've allowed division to seep in and get back to being unified in love, united in love. But then that you would also try to have those discussions with people that maybe you have a fractured relationship with or a strained relationship that you would start to seek them out and say, look, I know we don't agree about this thing, but Everything about what we believe in Jesus binds us together. We can walk away disagreeing on a topic, but agreeing about the need for unity, agreeing about who our savior is. And when we get to heaven, we can high five each other. Cause we're probably both wrong at the end of the day, guys, it matters. It's that important. Gentlemen, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you again next week here on Drive Time.